tell of all his wondrous works. Of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful, wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Merry Christmas. I'm Tracy Conrad, and this is Wonderful to Tell. Christmas was my mom's favorite time of year. She never ceased to have a childlike joy every single year during the entire month of December. She always remembered each and every one of her children and grandchildren with kind, thoughtful gifts and special traditions. It's in this spirit of giving that we are delighted to bring you this encouraging story just in time for Christmas. Susan is a self-professed global nomad who has traveled to over 100 countries only to find herself back in the now unfamiliar land of her birth. Please sit back and enjoy this remarkable story about God's good gifts. Now, I have notes, so because I'm over 50 and my memory, you know, what is that about faith? I'm in trouble because I need notes to remember, but um, I took, I, when iPads came out, I took it, I got one and took it to Afghanistan. I was living there at the time, and my roommate was, oh, she's now with the Lord, um, but she was 10 years younger than I, and I walked in, and she was like, what is that, an iPod for the visually impaired? And I'm like, <laughs> look, girlfriend, just watch it. So anyway, um, so I have, I am visually impaired now, especially, so I have my iPod for the visually impaired, but I love this theme, just, you know, look at what the Lord has done, because I believe it nourishes our souls, and it's sure nourished mine, just remembering. So people ask me what I do, and I often say, well, I'm a global nomad. Uh, Over the course of my life, I've been to around 100 countries. I'm never married, I don't have kids, and that's really given me the ability to follow the Lord to a lot of places where there's little experience of His love or knowledge of Him. And there are so many stories to tell of His faithfulness in these places around the world. But on one of these trips, I contracted a serious and incurable disease. And those of us who've been infected with it call it SARS. Severe Afghanistan Afghanistan Return Syndrome. And so I took a team to Afghanistan after 9-11 to see how we could love Afghans and come alongside them and empower them to rebuild their nation. My plan at that time really did not include a move at all, but Jehovah Haha had another plan. (laughs) And I was just so deeply impacted by his heart and his love and his passion for these people that are his treasure, that I decided to move my life to this country and ended up living there for almost seven years. Now, you can imagine how excited my family was, especially my mother when I came back and said, hey, it was a great trip. Well, it was really a process of moving there one after the first trip, but I'm moving. I'm selling all that I have, every, most everything, and I'm moving to Afghanistan And my family was shocked and delighted, not so much. But I have to say that they did come around and become my biggest supporters throughout my time there. And my mother turned 81 the year that I left. Now, as many do, I had a tumultuous and unexpected exit from this land that I love. We don't have time to tell the story tonight. But I returned to Austin at the time brokenhearted 
and forever changed by this land that I love. And I've always said that you can take the girl out of Texas, but you can't take Texas out of the girl. Had all our guards at my office. I got them all UT hats, and people would come into the office, and they would be like, hook them. But anyway, so I took a little bit of Texas to Afghanistan, but I returned with an inner Afghan. And uh, it was a rough transition back to life in the 50-nifty. Shopping could be traumatizing. A lot of things had changed just in those seven years. I'll never forget encountering self-checkout for the first time. I just stood there, and I was like, Excuse, you know, can somebody help me? Can somebody help me? I had no idea how to use it. And I can't tell you how many times I would walk into Target, and I would look around, and I'd turn around, and I would walk out without buying a thing because there were so many choices and so much stuff. I was overwhelmed. I mean, the cereal aisle, you guys, would paralyze me. I mean, I just couldn't even face the cereal aisle. But after I'd been back a few years, my mother fell and she broke her hip. By this point, she was almost 90. Now, she had been my greatest prayer warrior during this crazy Afghan adventure. And she's really cheered me on throughout life as I've gone to some pretty dangerous and some remote places. And after she fell, I began to spend half my time here and half my time in Austin. But this really became unsustainable. So... After a certain amount of time, I decided to relocate to Cowtown. So my biggest advocate, the one who had given so generously to me and for me throughout my life, needed help. So I wanted to honor her and come alongside her as she had throughout of my life and take away a bit of her aloneness in her latter years. Now, living in Fort Worth again, Honestly, it had never been my plan, but once again, Jehovah Sneaky was at work. And you might not know that Afghans are now the second largest global refugee population behind Syrians. And a lot of them have come to the U.S. because they've risked their lives for the U.S. government. And so in return, we've extended a lot of visas to them. And I'd lived among Kurdish refugees in Dallas many, many years ago, but I'd really never thought of Fort Worth as a refugee hub. But I was on Facebook one day after my move, and I was chatting with an Afghan friend who lived in another town, and she said, hey, my sister is now in Texas, and she's there with her family, and they're living in Fort Worth. She didn't know that I lived in Fort Worth, and I was like, what? I knew her sister. She had married a friend of mine, someone who had gone through my company's training program in Kabul, and I was at their wedding in Kabul, Afghanistan, and now they had just moved to Fort Worth, as had I. So I called them immediately. I was like, man, welcome to Texas. I can't believe it. Have you been to Starbucks? You know, second question. (laughs) They hadn't been to Starbucks yet. I mean, they're right off the plane, and I'm like, man, I'm taking you. Have you heard of a place called Joe T's? Do you know what Tex-Mex is? They're like, no, they know none of this. So I took them to Joe T's and to Starbucks. And, uh, you know, here they are in Fort Worth. When I was in Kabul, I would have groups, I'd have teams come and visit to serve and just to experience life there. And rather than go around the city and shop, it was way too dangerous, I would have vendors come to my house. And so we'd have carpet merchants bring carts piled high with um, Afghan rugs, and they would blanket my backyard for all to see and purchase. Well, my Afghan friend in Fort Worth has a carpet business on the side. So my brother and sister-in-law, I said, hey, could we have a carpet party at your house? And so their backyard 
right here in Fort Worth was covered with beautiful rugs and family and friends shopped while enjoying bona fide Afghan kebab, which is very hard to make, I might add. You would not believe the process. But while I'd lived in Afghanistan, only one family member had been able to make it there. And this night I was able to bring just a little bit of Afghanistan to my family and friends and, um, and they were able to experience and taste this land and even take a little bit of the beauty home with them. So this night, my inner Afghan and my outer Texan were at peace. And so God is so faithful and personal, y'all. He knows us so well. He sees us and he loves us and he knows what we need. Only our God could orchestrate the move of some of my friends to Fort Worth from Kabul, Afghanistan at the same time I moved here. So I was singing just of Psalm 27, 13. I'm confident that I'll see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. You know, I've seen and tasted his goodness around the world, and I'm just thankful for the ways that I'm seeing and experiencing his goodness here in Fort Worth during this season. That's it. When Susan closed her talk with Psalm 2713, I remain confident of this, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It reminded me of the verse from Deuteronomy 516, where God commands us to honor our father and mother. When this commandment is preached or quoted, most everyone includes the promise of long life for those who obey. But the rest of the verse sometimes gets overlooked. The verse goes on to say, to honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. How clearly we see Susan choosing to love, honor, and care for her mother and God keeping his promise to care for Susan's needs in this new land he has given her. Our Lord delights in blessing us in very personal ways. So just as Philippians 4, 6 instructs, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. To see photos of Susan's rug party and learn more about all our Wonderful to Tell stories, please visit us at wonderfultotell.com or follow us on Instagram at wonderfultotell. Be sure to subscribe to our show. This episode was produced by me, Tracy Conrad, along with Michael, Kevin, and Brad Conrad, with invaluable support of our crew members, Karen Wilcutts, Nancy Brown, Mark and Debbie Jones, Haley and Jeffrey Brown, John Alfred, and Michael Conrad composed our intro, Lindy Conrad came up with our name, and Matt, Jeff, and Justin from Fort Worth High Tech Signs created our logo. If you have a story wonderful to tell, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at our website, wonderfultotell.com. Thanks for listening.